Hi, everyone. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. I'm here today without Joshua Vickery, who's out saving the world through the arts. That's what I like to say when he's not here, because it's true. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate people who are artists that shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce to you guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference from the heart, and that's with a capital A-R-T. Hi, everybody, and welcome. Hi, Mary. Yay. And Mark Miller, you're sitting in for Joshua. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here today. My pleasure. I've known Mark for many years. Um, Boy, Mark, I was even at your wedding back in the 90s. You certainly were. You were the birth of one of my kids, too. Oh, I sure was. (laughs) (laughs) That was so beautiful. Uh, that's an honor when a mm-hmm. couple that you love very dearly invites you to be there for that. Um, so, Mark, tell everyone a little bit about your background as well, an artist. Well, I have uh, been employed by the Walt Disney Company as an actor for about 30 years. I performed uh, all the theme parks and Universal and also uh, done several shows, including Ragtime uh, for uh, Encore at the uh, Dr. Phillips Theater about two years ago. I was there, and it was a beautiful Wonderful production. show. Mm-hmm. I was also there. It was fantastic. Isn't amazing? Yeah. Beautiful yeah. show. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and so, and your wife is also an actress. Yes, so she's a comedian. Years. I had to marry a woman with a sense of humor. Of course. <laughs> and she worked with you for many years at uh, Comedy Warehouse at uh, Pleasure Island. And to think that uh, 30 years you've been there now, right? Mm-hmm. You did Hoop to Do Review. Yes, and you and I worked together we do. on Main Street USA as the citizens of Main Street. And we both have over 30 years of an actor's equity contract. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. That's crazy. We'll get... Looking forward to that pension. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to believe. Um, a very blessed life. Well, we have a big show today. It's very exciting. I know. I'm very excited. I know. Um, and thank you for sitting in for Joshua. At, but I don't know if a lot of people realize that at the Winter Garden Theater, once again, there's been a, a significant change there. And we happen to have the new artistic director that is with us today. Uh, where did it go? Okay, here it is. Joseph C. Walsh. What does the C stand for, Joseph? Coleman. Coleman. Oh, like the <laughs> character in the show. <laughs> That's Cole House. Cole House. Right. Close. He's a man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Joseph C. Walsh. And you've worked extensively in the Northeast and Europe. You've been named the artistic director of the Garden Theater. Congratulations. Thank you so and much. And I hear you're just here. How, how long? Seven weeks. That's not long at all. Not long at all, but I'm, I'm delighted to be here and... Um, I've said this a few times this week. I can't believe how short it's been because everyone's been so unbelievably welcoming mm. um, that it already feels like a home, uh, which is really a wonderful thing to be able to say. Had you been to this part of the country before? Just as a tourist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I being in theater, I mean, I love the theme parks. Um, I love that sort of immersive experience. There's nothing more special than stepping foot on Main Street, really, and looking at the castle in front of you. Like, it's just so moving. Mm. Uh, so I'd been here many, many times uh, as a tourist. And uh, in my younger days, I worked for Feld Entertainment for Disney on Ice. And so I was actually rehearsing in Lakeland, Florida, yeah. 22 years ago wow. uh, for a show. Uh, and then we played Orlando. Um, but this is my first time living here and sort of entering this arts community. Welcome. Thank Welcome. you very much. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How, and what, what's your take on our arts community here in Orlando? It is truly remarkable, I have to say. So I've, I've lived in England. I've lived in Germany. I've lived in Ireland. I've lived in Boston, in New York. Um, so I've seen many different 
thriving arts communities. Um, this one really feels unique. Um, it, there's such an energy about it and there's such a variety and diversity. Um, my colleagues at work sort of make fun of me because right now I'm doing a tour of all of the local theaters um, and there's just so many uh, and the quality is so high. So every weekend I see three or four shows. Uh -huh. um, I want to see what the talent pool is like. I want to meet the other artistic directors. I've been to Tampa to see some work um, and I'm just in so impressed with not only the talent but the energy. Um, there's a real sense of love for the community and love for the arts here that is so inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really thrilled uh, to be a part of it. Um, and I've also been amazed by the new works, uh, which is so exciting to me that this city has such um, a thriving uh, new work hunger. Uh, I've you been mean the to new art, new playwrights, and new playwrights. I've been to you know the Winter Park Playhouse to their new musicals festival. Mm -hmm. um, another new theater company was doing some work in one of the bars downtown. Did mm -hmm. a new play reading, um, Flying Lessons, which just yes, went up to, to the New, new York, York Music Theater Festival. Um, I can't believe that in this community I was able to see what five or six new shows within a two week period mm -hmm. um, where artists are coming in and supporting each other and developing work um, and they're giving each other feedback, love, um, and they're really gi giving so generously of their own abilities to be able to develop work um, from this, this part of the country. Yes. Um, it really is truly unique. Uh, well, it became a mecca for so many performing artists when the theme parks opened. Yes. So between uh, Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, there's all these artists down here doing interesting, great, fulfilling work, theater, but, well, I want to do a little O'Neill. I want to do a little Shakespeare. I want to do something avant-garde. Mm -hmm. you know? And so we started creating the Creative City Project and Fringe Festival and on and on and on it goes. It's so fantastic. It really is. And, and such a, a wonderful surprise. You know, I said, I said the, other, the, the other week, it is so exciting to have an idea about what something's going to be like and know it's going to be great and then come and have it be even better than you expected. Mm -hmm. And I would say that about the community, about the area, about living here and becoming a resident and also about the Garden Theater itself. I was, I was just going to say the uh, Garden Theater really has grown in the last several years. I know you're brand new, but um, I've really seen that theater take off in leaps and bounds and mm -hmm. in its productions and its casts and uh, a lot of people trying to get into shows there. Yeah, yeah, and I, a lot of people have said that to me and I think that that really is down to um, the incredible work of the staff uh, mm -hmm. and the actors that come in uh, and give so generously of themselves um, and our community. You know, I, I keep getting to meet new people every time I'm actually in our own house seeing a show. Um, I meet members of the community who say this is a second home to them. Oh. Um, and it's really wonderful. Um, and I'm so pleased to have been handed um, such an incredible season, such an incredible place to work by Rob Anderson, who I've mm. taken over from, who is just such an, a wonderful artist. Um, and I feel blessed that I'm able to sort of lead uh, this incredible menu that he set up for this year, starting with Ragtime. Mm -hmm. um, what a great opportunity to walk into an organization that is so beautifully organized, so well thought of, um, and with a season that's been so wonderfully put together uh, with incredible sense of diversity um, and offering such wonderful programming for our community. 
Um, I'm so excited and grateful to him for that. And I really feel like that transition on a show like Ragtime is so important because we're celebrating the past, celebrating what Rob has done, mm-hmm. and also starting afresh. And, and all at once, it's so perfect. And it's really perfect, and I'm really so grateful, grateful to him for his support in the transition. Well, when you learned that a Ragtime would be kicking off the season, uh, what were your thoughts then, and what are they now as you're about to kick off with it? Like the, how I was watching the movie this morning just to get in the mood. I'm like, <gasps> I forgot how great the story is. Yeah, the it's movie's compelling. a little different than the, than the play, though. Yeah, I mean, as far as the, the, the story, the story, yeah, yeah, yeah. The story is different. Well, it it it's sort of uh, the 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 music the musical transitions a little different than the than the movie does. Okay, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I I don't know. I just I just love it. It is um, it's great. So, well, what now? I mean, it's such an important piece of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I come across it, um, I find that I discover something new. I do think it's one of the greatest musicals written uh, in this century. Um, and it is, I'm very proud that we're putting it onto our stage. Um, and when I came down from my whole interview process, you know, finding out that we were launching this season with Ragtime was something that really drew me to the garden mm-hmm. and really felt like it was fulfilling um, our mission and really something that was an important story to be told mm-hmm. um, right now. And so I, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, for so many of us, it's a show that we would say is kind of on our bucket list, right, to be a 100%. part of. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to walk in uh, and to be able to kind of oversee it as a whole mm-hmm. um, is really wonderful. Mark Edward Smith is actually directing it, um, and he's a brilliant, brilliant director. Um, and he's done so much work in the Orlando area. We're so proud to have mm-hmm. him. Um, and his enthusiasm for the work is palpable um, mm-hmm. and really, I think, is something that's inspiring us all. Uh, and so I think to be able to walk in and start working on something like Ragtime is, is an honor mm-hmm. um, because it is just such a perfectly written evening. Um, as I, was, I drove down from Boston, as I drove down, I stopped at the Serenity Playhouse, which was doing a production sort of in a tent in a field. Um, and it was just so magical to hear that score being played in a field at night. And there were these sort of festoon lights around. Um, and the whole experience just made me feel like I, I now get to go somewhere else and do this. I'm wow. so lucky that I get to be a part of this history of this work. Sounds mm. like a revival almost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, it, it was like it was, they did it sort of like a, a, a um, I keep wanting to say Coney Island, like a uh, Atlantic City pier. Yeah. It was like mm. a show out in the pier. It was very cool. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's so excited to be a part of this production. Nice. Now, I, I heard you say earlier that you're you're doing an uh, 18 people in the cast? Yes, so it's an 18 cast version of the show. That is amazing because it's a huge show. It yeah. is. Originally, the I think on Broadway, the original production had 44 people. Oh my yeah. goodness. So we have 18 people playing about 80 different characters in the show. Wow. Um, so they'll be changing from one person to the other. And God it's a bless beautiful, your costuming department. It is. Yes, Dan Jones is an amazing designer. He <laughs> yes. has worked out the entire thing. And I've watched a lot it of in production meetings. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've watched it in production meetings and just gone, well, okay, you guys know what you're doing. You've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 18 cast members will play all of the different roles. Um, and it's a two piano reduction of the score. Oh, yeah. um, and they're on the wow. stage, you they're said, They're on right? the stage. Yes. So they're actually going to be part of the scenery. And so the music really is going to come to life. Wow. Um, I feel like when you watch a show like Ragtime, um, when they sing new music, which is one of my favorite songs in the show, it should feel like Cole House has brought uh, this house to life. Yeah. Mm. So he goes to this this house, this house that is kind of stale and, and dead. Um, and he brings music into it and he brings a music that they've never heard before. And that music literally brings that home 
back to life mm. and brings the character of the mother back to life and changes her. Mm. Um, and so having the two pianos right there on stage in a very simple set mm -hmm. means that the characters and the people in the cast is going to literally bring the house to life oh, every night beautiful. as they sing it. Well, don't you think that the uh, that is sort of a metaphor for you know the way it is with the country? The music changed the country. The the attitudes and you know that were in ragtime talk about how the country was changed and evolved. Absolutely. Um, and and Mark, our director, has talked not only about music but he's talked about transportation. Mm -hmm. That at this time the growth of transportation in the country actually meant that. Um, different demographics of people were meeting for the first time mm -hmm. um, and they changed each other's lives. Uh, and this is a, a show where we focus on three different demographics of people and when their worlds collide, they have an opportunity to either make change or not. Mm -hmm. um, and we actually have two amazing actors with us from the show today and we were talking on the way here, um, Amy Sue Hardy who plays the mother um, and Deja Lachelle leg who plays Sarah um, we were talking in the car about how I was excited to invite these two amazing women to come with us today because I feel like these are the two characters that change most in the show mm -hmm. well I'm very excited that you're here too we're just about done with our first segment but when we come back we will be talking with both of you about your roles and what you anticipate um, your challenges will be and your successes will be listeners thank you so much for being here today as we talk all about ragtime at the winter uh, Winter Garden Theater. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt today here with my friend Mark Miller and we'll be back from the heart. Welcome back. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Today, sitting in for Joshua Vickery, we have Mark Miller. Thank you for being here, Mark. My pleasure. And I'm really excited that we're talking about the Winter Gardens production of Ragtime that's going to be coming up. Uh, we just heard from artistic director Joseph C. Walsh, who's been here all of how long? Seven weeks. Seven weeks, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's that eighth week where things really start to change. You know Absolutely. that, right? <laughs> Welcome um, to the heat. <laughs> to the heat, yes. Uh, and two actresses. Uh, playing Sarah is Deja Lachelle-Lake. Welcome, Deja, once again. Thank you. And the mother, Amy Sue Hardy. Welcome to you. Thank you, Mary. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your roles and tell us about um, what it means for both of you to be a part of this show. Shall we start with mom? Mom's first. Absolutely. Okay. So um, I am a mother. So mm -hmm. um, I, I identify a lot with mother. Um, <laughs> I have a husband. I have two boys. So a uh, being the mom of, of two boys um, comes natural to me. I also have an in-law that, that lives with me. So kind of that family dynamic of, you know, my kids get to live with their grandmother. And I think in this day and age, you might see that more often. Um, but definitely back in the day, that's kind of the way. The norm. The norm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So um, I feel like I have a lot of connections with her uh, in that regard. Um, it's definitely one of those bucket list shows that I have been, you know, tracking over the years and, uh, wanting to be a part of, mm -hmm. um, a bit scary to be a part of because there's such huge topics that it kind of covers and diving into those le open you up for a lot of vulnerability, especially being a white woman <laughs> and kind of feeling like you 
need, you know, you need to understand the past. You are definitely apologetic for the past, but you want to move forward and be open and considerate and loving and, you know, have a sense of community about you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so doing a show that is so political and social and has a lot of um, very deep undertones that talk about immigration, uh, racism, uh, women's awakening, all of those points. It's just, it's so difficult to kind of dive into that. There's a lot there. Mm -hmm. So my brain just kind of keeps going and like, thinking of all the different angles of, of all the perspectives of these people that are coming together and why some do transform themselves and why some just don't hear the music. Yeah. Mm. They don't find understanding in being able to love everyone mm-hmm. and being open and accepting. So very, very, very excited to be a part of the show and kind of open that social commentary and be a part of that discussion. It seems like it's going to be one of those transformative productions for you. For as, me, I, yeah. I, how I'm, could it not be, right? I, I'm pretty introverted. And, you know, this forces you to speak to it and have conversations. Mm. So I'm thrilled as an individual to be able to open myself up a little bit more, take some risks, be vulnerable. Um, talking about this particular content because not every day in daily life do you kind of one-on-one interact with people in, a, in an atmosphere where you're opening yourself up like that. Are, are there times in the rehearsal process that will be allowed for the cast to talk about these thoughts and feelings that they have? Or have you ever... Have you done that? Uh, well, I was. Well, absolutely. We started to talk about it a little bit in the uh, first rehearsal. We came in and we started immediately talking about how relevant this show is to today. I mean, mm-hmm. even though it is set in 1906 and it's 2019, there are themes and and um, moments in this show that are so relevant and so relatable to to today in 2019. You know, we talk about immigration, we talk about racism, we talk about um, struggles with women and and the uh, sexism and that kind of thing and intolerance and intolerance and all of those themes are very, very uh, relevant to the show and relevant to today. And so we, we have talked about that a little bit in rehearsal and our, our director has said that we're going to talk about that even more um, in the coming rehearsals about um, how to really bring that through on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's part of my grandfather talked about coming through Ellis Island. He was from St. Kitts, St. Kishian, West Indian Island. But I bet everyone here has relatives that came through Ellis. We Island. actually had uh, when we did our show uh, at the Dr. Phillips, we had a 103 uh, year old grandmother of one of the cast members. Wow! Who came and at the uh, talk spoke, back, I, at the talk yes. back spoke to the cast and to the to the audience, and and everybody stood and applauded her. You know, and she was there at yeah, Ellis, Ellis Island. Island. She and talked she about that. She lived through the, as an immigrant. Yeah, she was in. She was very emotional. That yes, that was a transformative. Hundred and three years old, and and she was at that production. That mm-hmm. production was transformative. It was beautiful. Yeah, there's, there's something about that show. The the uh, end of Act One, especially the mm-hmm. till we reached that day. Oh, that was. We had uh, <laughs> just experienced Pulse. It happened, oh, mm-hmm. and so the whole audience was. I mean, literally, it happened a month before the production. Yeah. And so when we sang that song, it, it was cathartic with the, the cast and the audience and 
people were crying and on stage and off. Yes, so. I I actually have experienced moments of choking up during our rehearsals. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. and I you know how do you get through that because yeah. it is it hits you so deeply sure. in the core of of your emotion and you you're trying to hold it back and sing but at the same time you you can't control it <laughs> like, mm-hmm. wow but we should I, remind everybody there are lighthearted moments in the show yes, too. yes absolutely, absolutely a lot of fun the the baseball scene in particular is mm-hmm. one of the funniest moments in the show i love that scene yeah yep, nice um what do you want your loved ones when they come to see you in the show and then they come to see the production what do you want them to go away thinking a little bit deeper about or feeling a little differently about? Well, um, talking from the mother's point of view, when my sons come, um, I have two boys, one is 12 and one's 14 and my 14 year old has autism. So, um, helping him understand, um, the past and what's acceptable socially are things that he's challenged with. So we do a lot of talking about, you know, why certain words you might hear in this production are inappropriate to use today and why it's still included in this repertoire, um, even though it is, you know, 19, uh, 20, 2019, not 1919, <laughs> like, it, like when this, uh, the play is set. So, um, you know, I, I just want them to understand that it's, it's a snapshot of what was and how even though we're not there yet and they they recognize that that we're making strides hopefully to get there mm-hmm. and the importance of those strides to take exactly mm-hmm. interesting yeah it's a powerful piece yes um and it's probably no accident that you're bringing it here at this time no well it's very interesting and and sort of sad i think that having seen the original production on broadway that gigantic production mm-hmm. uh which was fantastic and transformative as as we've used that word a few times um but the larger events of the story were what touched the audience um the language of the story almost felt operatic it almost felt period yeah and we were almost separate from it in a way back then 20 some odd years ago i saw a production recently and the language was at the forefront the racial slurs really affected me in a way that they hadn't affected me before, even though it was the same script. And why was that? And I think it's because this language is becoming acceptable again. So it is no longer a theatrical snapshot of the history. It's no longer, this is a time period that we're talking about that was. Mm -hmm. This is a time period that is. A mirror. And Mm -hmm. so it's something that I think has affected us in a different way, in a way that even the authors, when they were bringing this to life, didn't imagine how important presenting that language and talking about it today would be. Um, and so we're very interested in making sure that the company, as you asked, you know, are talking to each other about what it feels like and protecting each other when one actor has to look at another actor and use a racial slur at them. Mm. How do you protect the rehearsal room? How do you protect everyone's dignity in that situation? How do you? And these are conversations that we want to have. Right, right, right. You know, I think you talk about it. Yeah, I think you discuss it. it. I think you you don't allow an elephant to be in the room. Mm -hmm. I think you actually bring it all up and you ask the people. You ask the people who are in the cast how it feels. We're super blessed to have the the team put together that was uh, constructed for the cast because every single individual has their own story 
They've, you know, their own connection to this tale. Um, and they've been outright saying, hey, I know you have to say something coming up. Make it your moment. Go ahead and do it. We're <sighs> behind you. You know, ha- they, they said, quote unquote, have fun with it. <laughs> you know, don't let it burden like, your heart. And, and, and that to me is, is you know, just the kindest thing. Yeah, yeah it yeah. really is. Because it's just the kindest thing you could do to a fellow actor is to say, you know, you're struggling with this. I, I understand your struggle and I appreciate it. But it is part of the story we're trying to tell and we have to tell it this way. So give it your all. And then when he finished, I mean... Bless his heart. He didn't have to do this, but he's like, I'm so sorry. I apologize. He was so sweet. I apologize. I have to do this. And he's, you know. Yeah. Because you're thinking, what is the audience going to say that's that's negative, anti using this kind of language? Sure. You know, is somebody going to be waiting for me at the stage door to give me heck? Because. But theater teaches. You hope. It does. You hope. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think about the show is the, the divides. It talks about, you know, the divides in classes, the divides in race and. And unfortunately, I think this country has gotten more and more back to those divides that we used to have. And uh, hopefully this uh, opens people's eyes and hearts. Yeah. And I think that to, you know, to give respect to the actors and and, and each other uh, and the story and the fact that this is much of it is historic. You know, many, many of the figures in the play are actually historical characters. They're, they're real people. Mm-hmm. Henry um, Ford. Correct. And, and people used yeah. this JP language. Yeah. So to not give it its weight is, is not telling the story accurately and it's not opening up the dialogue that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually partnering with the Holocaust Center oh, um, wow. for a talkback on September 8th. I was um, just going to ask you that. Yes. September 8th is a talkback. Will that be the yes. only one? That will be the only one for this production. Okay. Um, but it felt important to us to engage in other uh, community groups uh, who to help with this discussion because I don't think it's something that's as simple as you know, we want to hear how, how, how people think we should be having these discussions. Mm-hmm. We want to be a part of the discussion, but also allow people to talk about it. And so one of the things we wanted to have a talk back about was actually the language of racism mm-hmm. and use, you know, ragtime as a jumping off point to have a larger discussion mm-hmm. about language and linguistics. Language and tone. And tone and what yeah. it's doing, what's it, what it's doing to our society today. Yes, yeah. yes. From top down. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Wow. There's so much. It's September 8th. What day of the week is that? It's a Sunday. Sunday. It's after so our 2.30 mat- matinee. 2.30 matinee. Yes. Uh, give people phone number of where they, an email address of where they can get tickets. Wintergardentheater.org, is it? So it's the gardentheater.org. Gar- did I say Winter Park? I'm sorry. That's Winter. all right. No, uh, gardentheater.org. Uh, and the number is 407-877-4736. 736. 407-877-4736, Garden Theater. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was good. I was saying he should do it because <laughs> I tend to flip my numbers. So oh, uh-huh. like he should do the phone number for sure. Okay. Well, good, good. And we'll make sure before the end of the show you hear it again. <laughs> but I don't. anyone listening, you want to go see this. Absolutely. For so many reasons. Some of the most beautiful music ever on mm-hmm. Broadway. And uh, I had a question for the uh, cast members uh, and Joe as well. What's your favorite song on the show? Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, oh, goodness. Could you, do you want to go for it? You know what? I really <laughs> love the song, opening of number. Course. <laughs> I love the opening, the opening number, number when they, is do so that, powerful. they do that progression down, mm-hmm. and then it starts to cakewalk. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. I yeah. just, yeah. that's when I throw my hands up in the air and say, this is so fun. Uh, I love yay. this yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Who's choreographing for you? We'll, be right. we'll get back to you. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's Carrie Crawford. Carrie Crawford. I don't yeah, know who's, Carrie. She's new to us, so it's just very exciting to have her. Yeah, Lovely. So, there's like a lot of yeah. new people at the theater right now. It's fantastic. Perfect. This, yeah, it's such a, an amazing energy right now. Uh, it's really an exciting time to be there. That's great. Well, all right, well, perfect timing. We've got one more segment coming up, which I'm so glad. There's still more things we want to share about this production and each of you. Thank you so much for being here, listeners. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. We're talking all about ragtime at the Garden Theater. I'm here with Mark Miller, and we'll be right back on From the Heart. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to From the Heart. My name is Mark Miller, and I'm here with the lovely Mary Thompson Hunt. And this is the show where we talk about what's going on in Central Florida as far as the arts community is concerned. And we are very fortunate to have with us today uh, our the not you're not the artistic director. You're the yes, r- I'm res- the you, you are the artistic yes. director of of the of uh, Winter Garden Theater of Garden Theater. Joseph yes. uh, Joseph. I don't know how do you pronounce your last name again. Walsh Walsh. And Joseph, you have uh, two wonderful cast members here from the show Ragtime. We have uh, a- Amy Sue Hardy, who's playing Mother, and we also have Deja Lachelle Leg, who's playing Sarah. Yes. And they're both the, what, I guess, the two female leads, you would say, in the show. Uh, yeah, I would along say with, that. Along with Evelyn Nesbitt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And I had asked before the break what your favorite song in the show is. So uh, I think mine is the, uh, I-, I would have to say, the the opening and the end of Act One, the the uh, you know, till we reach that day. No, that was my that was my song. Uh, till we reach that day. Uh, I also love Wheels of a Dream, but till we reach that day, it just it has this resonance in it. This this extremely powerful, powerful um, message that yes. that they they sing, and it's just it is my absolute favorite. I actually don't really get to sing that one. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Right? Unfortunately, you're gone by that time. But oh my goodness, I I adore that song. Um, it's it is one of the most special songs in in the show, and, and in my opinion, the most special song so in the show. And wait until you hear the voices that power that song oh at the Garden God. Theater. Wow. It is just. Magnificent. I'm sure, and we'd just like to bring up again. uh, It's normally done with an orchestra, but you said you have two wonderful piano players Mm -hmm. that that Mary and I both know. Very uh, yes, uh, Robbie Stamper is our musical director, uh, and he's fantastic. Um, And Julian Bond is our other pianist, Mm -hmm. um, and they'll be live on stage, almost as cast members. Wow! Mm -hmm. I'm really making the the music a central part of. The experience for the cast and the and the audience in so you, costumes you've as well. Yeah, they're the going to be costumed and everything. You've yeah. incorporated the pianos on stage, so the pianos are incorporated right into the set. Wow! Um, so the set is sort of like a, a warehouse uh, look. So it's a very open space, um, and it sort of celebrates different forms of um, transportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the set is all different kind of boxes, shipping crates, containers, uh, which come together in a magical way throughout the evening to take us through all of the different locations that we need uh, for the to tell the story. Right. Right, because one of the central elements of the show is a car, 
Yes. Yes. And then you also have the trolleys and the, the and car, the trolleys, the, the boats. We yeah. begin on a boat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it really is such a it's such a massive piece. I mean, the 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 sweep of the story is so epic and, um, that I'm really excited about focusing on on character mm-hmm. uh, and allowing these people to really talk directly to the audience. Um, the Garden Theater always talks about a show being done the garden way. Um, and many theaters do that, but rarely have I seen a theater that really knows what that means. Um, and I think that means scale, and I think that means proximity. Uh, and the fact that the audience really feels like they are a part of the experience. They're breathing the air with the actors, uh, and they're so close yeah. um, that they get to feel like they're right in it. Mm. Um, right. And I think our audiences love that. Um, we also have incredible performers that are so generous with our patrons um, that I do feel like it's a special place. You walk through the door and you are greeted like family. Mm. Um, And if you want to say hello to a cast member, they're always willing to say hello and meet you and speak with you. Um, That I think is a really special place. You're Um, right. Their box office always makes you feel like we've known each other for years. Isn't it wonderful? (laughs) Almost like they've done research on me or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really, the community really feels an ownership over the, over the building and mm. and over the theater itself. And it's, that's such a special thing. Mm. Um, And this cast, I have to say, I know they're sitting here, but they are extraordinary. Mm. Um, uh, Mark uh, on the first rehearsal said that, you know, it's one thing to find the talent and we most certainly have found the talent, but it's another thing to find the humans. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that we found the humans. I was lucky enough to be there for a bit of the first rehearsal and to also last night do a photo shoot with these guys. Um, And just the energy they're bringing, the openness, the communicativeness, um, the humanity and the discussion of all of the themes of this show are so special Mm -hmm. that I really feel like we're blessed to have this group of people doing this show right now. I Mm -hmm. think it's going to be a sort of once in a lifetime experience for all of us. Are you going to post some of those pictures on your website? Yes. uh, They're they're in in post-production right now. They're really, really spectacular. That website is gardentheater.org and that's theater with an R-E, gardentheater.org. The phone number is 407-877-4736. Now tell me something for parents listening right now, and maybe they have children that are 10. Should they bring the 10-year-olds? And if they do and they want to have that difficult conversation, um, how, how, what, what advice do you have for them? Um, I mean, I, I am, I am not a parent, but I do have, um, a, a nephew and a, and a niece who I adore. <laughs> um, and you know, we have a 10 year old actually in the show, we have a 10 year old and a 12 year old. Um, and I think it, it, it is some very mature material. It is intense, but I think if you're willing to have that conversation with your child, it is absolutely worth it to let them experience this, let them, you know, uh, uh, see this in in real life, see it on stage and see how much has changed and and what hasn't as well. Um, See that and experience it for themselves and and learn from it. I know that um, Gene Columbus once told a story about uh, his neighbor uh, who they were going to their cars at the same time. He said, are you coming over to the Orlando Rep to see the play? He goes, oh no, I can't take their son there. He was seven years old. He goes, I hear the grandmother dies. And he says, well, what are you going to wait till?" His grandmother dies to talk about death. Oh, That's yeah. what you go. So I love the fact that you can use it as teachable moments, but sometimes our our parents need to have the words. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just the ears. What did you think? Yeah. What did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And then deal with their response. Right. Yeah. I think. And, 
Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> also, when you talk to the cast and their connections with this piece in particular and with theater in general, it came at an early age. So you're lighting a spark within them to Absolutely. be creative and something might strike a chord with them. Many people that talked about their particular love for this this story and uh, they had voiced that kind of, you know, this was a a show that changed my life. So this could be the show that changes your life. Why not? Why deny them that opportunity to have that experience, that experience. firsthand? Yeah, I know. In for this me, space. Yeah. I know for me, it was a show that uh, made me realize, you know, I, at the time I saw it, I was a theater major. And when I saw that show, I was like, OK, I need to be a musical theater major. <laughs> you know, I saw that and it's been uh, a dream show, a dream role for me for for years now. So. And I think that's the case for a lot of people in the show. It's a dream roles for and a dream show for uh, for a lot of people in the cast. You want to mm-hmm. talk about your co-stars for a little bit? Yes, um, we've got some amazing other people in this show. Um, playing Evelyn Nesbitt, we have um, Trisha Jane Wiles. Is it Wiles? Um, she is a fantastic human being. You know, we've got um, my love interest is Brandon Martin. He does things all over town. Uh, he sings in Voices of Liberty and that kind of thing. Um, and just, um, we've got a wildly diverse and a wildly talented cast. Um, I cannot say enough good things about, about them. Uh, I mean, do you want to talk about some of our other cast members? We've just got so many I mean, there's people. 18 people I can list off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 18. May, may want to go to the website, but, um, you know, just when I think I've heard some of the best interpretations on a song, I, I turn around and somebody's got a song coming up and I'm like, I, I, how do you compare that? It's wow. just yeah. every everybody is giving their all and the interpretations are so heartfelt and it's like so vulnerable that um, it's just beautiful to sit there and oogle over them as they <laughs> drop the most gorgeous velvety um, phrases. And, you know, it's not about having the best singers. Mm-hmm. Um it's not about stink singing and, and uh, standing and sounding pretty sounding pretty. Yeah. It's about, you know, how do I tell this story and yeah. how do I get the feelings across? Because this piece in particular needs to start a conversation. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's meant to entertain and that's very yes. nice. But if we don't, if we don't enable our, our viewers to ha- leave and want to talk about it and understand more about their particular feelings mm-hmm. about it then maybe we haven't done our job so mm-hmm. listeners if you're even thinking about going bring someone with you bring your spouse but bring maybe some neighbors or co-workers or someone that you can go out for tea or coffee when winter garden's great for having places or oh, even yeah. a glass of wine so many places and have the conversations how yeah. did they make you feel i was really uncomfortable let's talk about that and see what memories come up and what histories you're starting with that person that you're with mm-hmm. that's my challenge to you well, I, I mean, really, it's about sharing stories, isn't it? And I think we've heard, especially here, um, that this cast really feels like this this show in particular is part of their story. Mm. So if we can be the beginning of someone else's, mm. that would be yes. a really special way to pass this on. <clears throat> and the importance of, of theater, the importance of theater as an educational tool for everyone, for young people, for adults, for each other. Um, I always say, if, as a director, and I've been directing a long time, that if I can learn something in the process... It is successful. Mm. It is successful to me to look at a group of people and to come out better because I went through an experience with them. And this is one of those experiences. Um, and if there is a question about you know, whether it's appropriate for a certain age child, they can call the box office and they can talk to us. Mm. Um, we're very open to having those conversations. I love that. Um, 
because we do want to encourage if you do feel like your child is mature enough to handle it we would like to be the first in their theatrical story um here hearing you talk it just reminded me you know when i was a when i was young my older brother was in man of la mancha in high school mm -hmm. and i distinctly remember you know the moment where he said maddest of all is to see the world as it is and not as it ought to be mm -hmm. and the moment mm -hmm. when the woman playing aldonza stood up over don quixote and said my name is dulcinea and those two things changed my life forever and they're actually a part of how I work. They're a part of who I am. It's not just a theatrical experience I had, but it's how I shape the world, how I look at the world around me, and why something like ragtime means so much to me, because I think this has the opportunity to be that for somebody else. Mm. Wow. All right, you need to preach. You want to you tell us? <laughs> like, now I'll follow you to the end of the, oh the edge of the cliff yes. and jump off, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. This is why I love coming here. And you want thank to, you uh, so much. Talk Chills. a little bit about the upcoming season? Oh, yes. Um, yes, we have a fantastic upcoming season, uh, which I did. I mentioned earlier um, that this incredible menu was put together, and, and I feel so blessed to be leading it. Uh, so we're starting with Ragtime, um, which is going to be a spectacular show. It runs August 23rd to September 15th. We didn't really give the dates yet, um, but yeah, we're getting so excited about talking about it. It's such a great show. Then we have Death Trap coming next in October. Um, and then A Christmas Carol, A Ghost Story of Christmas, which oh. is a sort of new adaptation. Um, the director kind of calls it the Wizard of Oz of A Christmas Carols because <laughs> all the ghosts appear throughout the show and then in the, the sequence at night, he meets them all. Um, that's followed by Violet, an incredible musical. Yeah, um, Ben-Hur, um, Matilda, and then our summer musical next year is going to be Grease. Oh, oh Grease. Which will just be a big party. Light. Yeah. 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 Summer Lovely. Oh, <laughs> yes. Once again, because we're, we're wrapping up at this point, give us the uh, phone number and your web address. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're the Garden Theater. Uh, the address is gardentheater.org. That's theater, R-E. Um, and our phone number is 407-877-4736. And are you on Dillard Street or Plant? I Plant Street. Plant Street. Okay. Yes, right around the right front there, Plant the corner, Street. Yeah. It's such a beautiful building. And Winter Garden is so wonderful. The it's restaurants. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's a whole evening. You parking. come out, you can have your dinner, free parking, yes. see the show. Yes. And then say hi to us afterwards. Yes. Oh, it's yes. It's such an intimate and small house yes. that if you yes. see mm -hmm. one of People us, come please out. introduce yeah. yourself. Yeah. And they're also friendly there. I mean, it's I have like to admit, Mayberry it there. really yeah, is. It's a little winter garden. <laughs> wow. Well, we've come to the end of our show. Uh, I can't thank you enough for bringing your energy and you. Best of luck. I can see why you're there. Thank you so much. <laughs> How many days? Uh, seven, seven weeks. weeks. <laughs> seven weeks. <laughs> At seven times seven, you figure it out, 49. All right. Um, well, Mark, thank you so much My for pleasure. being here. Like and I said, it was, uh, it was great Joshua. to be here. Love talking about ragtime and encourage everyone to go out and see it. I know it's going to be a wonderful production. Mm -hmm. Thank you. My uh, my best to you. You will see me there. I'll come back and I'll look for you and I'll give you guys okay. a hug. Aww. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Joshua, Vicki, we, we sure did miss you. I'll see you next week. And listeners, thank you so much for being here on From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>